0: All right, so today I have Roderick Jefferson on the line, and he's CEO over at Roderick Jefferson &
1: Associates. Roderick, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks for having me. appreciate it.
0: So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing uh, over at Roderick Jefferson Associates and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business?
1: I actually got started in sales, started as a BDR years ago, moved up from BDR to AE, did really well, did the whole President's Club a couple of times, and then realized that I actually loved the process of selling more than I did taking down big deals. So as every other salesperson does, I went to my RVP, talked myself into a new role, which was training by saying, hey, what if I could scale what I do across the entire region and get more of us into that upper echelon, into President's Club, et cetera. And from there, it became sales enablement. And from there, I've been in sales enablement for uh, 25 years now It's been a great run been with some phenomenal companies like AT&T, uh, Siebel Systems, Network Appliance, eBay, HB, Oracle, Salesforce, and most recently, Marketo.
0: Man, that's awesome. I love it. So you're a sales guy through and through, um, from enterprise to small business. I mean, you cover the spectrum with what you named. Um, so that being said, uh, you know, there's some people out there that are maybe they're just graduating college, or they're just kind of starting their career, and they're thinking about sales as a career. Um, what what's your advice to them, to that newbie that's really
1: just getting out there in the workforce? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, I always tell folks just coming into the profession, don't look at it as a stepping stone to get into a company that you want to get into something else. Right? It certainly can be used that way, but the problem with that is it's looked at as nothing more than step one in. Look at it as an opportunity to really go in, learn about the company, learn about the culture, learn about the solutions, and then turn all those into how do I not sell products, not sell solutions, but how do I sell the experience of working with this company that a prospect or a customer can only get by working with us? That's awesome.
0: Um, let's, uh, I think that's also a great transition. Um, let's get into Roger Jefferson and Associates. Um, you, you mentioned, you hinted around sales enablement. Let's go further. Tell us a little bit
1: more about the company, please. Sure, if I may. First, let me define sales enablement. It's about getting the right people in the right conversations at the right time with the right tools that help to do one of two things, either decrease speed to revenue or increase productivity. So that's what we do. We work with companies on three levels. One, on strategy, i.e., how do you now get folks onboarded and get them up and running faster so that we're now getting them to being cash positive, and let's call it what it is, cash positive right away, that time to revenue or time to first close. The next piece is around architecture, and that's really helping companies to either create or up-level the plumbing, if you will, around things like, you know, as I said, the onboarding, the messaging, the positioning, um, and making sure that folks are messaging properly. And then finally, it's about reinforcement, because otherwise we're just creating training. And to me, training is a one-time spot initiative that has no reinforcement behind it. So we want to make sure that there's continuing education at multiple levels, and it's role-specific across the company.
0: Where do you find, and I know this is going to change from business to business, so meaning large company versus a smaller company um, in terms of processes and other things, So, um, but in general, I know themes arise. Where do you find uh, a lot of companies make their error or, or errors, common errors in that whole sales enablement process prior to working with you?
1: Well, I think there are a few places. The first starts with the type of people they're hiring whether you're a small to midsize, you're a mid midsize growing into, or you're a large enterprise, we all focus on ICP, that ideal customer profile. I would love to see a shift to the IEP of ideal employee profile around hiring, not from where you are today, but where your company is aspiring to grow to. The second place where I see a problem is they wait too long to bring in sales enablement, and when they do, it's not well defined. And I'll say in advance, no disrespect to IT at all. I love them. But self-enablement is not IT. We're not the fixers of broken things. We are here to partner across the lines of business to make sure that we can, one, connect the dots. And secondly, think of it from a musical perspective. If you have an orchestra and all of these instruments are playing notes randomly, it sounds like noise. When one person steps up and taps the stand and the orchestra master raises their stick and they say, okay, now we play it becomes a beautiful piece of music. That's what sales enablement does at its core.
0: And so, you know, there's some people listening right now, and they're like, okay, this guy, this guy Roderick, he's smooth. He's good at what he does. We understand he does, he's a good sales guy. Um, your company takes it a step further, though, by using uh, technology also and um, in, in analyzing engagement. Can you
1: tell us a little bit more about that and what that looks like? It's a critical piece, and something that we do, you're right, it does sound easy until you start getting down into the mix. And with a technology perspective, we're using a number of technologies from folks and companies that we partner with because we don't claim to be a one-stop shop. We actually do have partners that come into the ecosystem. And we're looking at things like reinforcement tools for onboarding, for accreditations and certifications, for product releases. We're looking at how do you integrate this into an overall communication strategy where you're looking at things like your content management system. What should that be at the size you're at and where you're growing to? And what should it really do for you? We're looking at um, the learning management systems. How do you utilize those best? What are the best practices around it? And that's something else we provide are those best practices so that folks don't have to recreate the wheel. And then we also have proprietary technology around the back end of things like our surveys and how we come up with um, personalities and how to reach out, when to reach out, what those personalities are about before you go. So about the planning piece as well as when you're in an engagement as well as how you build for the future. That's awesome.
0: Um, And so looking at it from the, I guess, the the macro perspective, Roderick, um, and working with companies, what's the um what are the, kind of like the sizes you like working with i know you work with big companies but um do you work with also small ones or mid mid-tier just to get a feel so that if somebody's listening to this and they want um, to follow up they know that they're the right type of fit for you
1: sure so first of all great question and this one that comes frequently because people assume that we only work with large companies that's not accurate we actually when i conceived the company It was for that mid-market, let's say 10 to 100 million, where you're in hyper-growth. You may be having a problem with churn of sellers. You may have inconsistent messaging and positioning in place. You may not have those technologies in place, or they are in place, but they're kind of disconnected and disparate. So we come in and we talk across the lines of business to understand what's in place today, not just with the sales folks, but we want to talk to all of the lines of business from sales to ops, to marketing, product marketing, and even HR, because they're touching the folks first. So now we understand where the connections or disconnections are, and then we can come back and do a gap analysis and put this all together, and and then from there kind of give you our suggestions and recommendations along with, as I said earlier, those templates, tools, and best practices because we don't want them to have to recreate the wheel. That's awesome. So, Roger, um,
0: what's the best route, if somebody's listening to this and they do want to follow up, what's the best route for them to connect?
1: Well, I always say this. We are where you are uh, from a social media perspective. We're on LinkedIn by our name, uh, Roderick Jefferson Associates. We're also on Twitter at The Voice of Rod. We're on Insta at Roderick underscore J underscore Associates. You can hit us on our website at Roderick Jefferson Associates. Or you can shoot an email over info at info dot com.
0: Fantastic. Um, well, Roger, really appreciate having you on the show today and you sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at Roderick Jefferson and Associates. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, I do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And
1: Roderick, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks. My pleasure. Appreciate it.